This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Browns fans, before we get started, just want to thank the sponsors of today's show. Head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S right now and use promo code dogs when you check out. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide sale, plus you'll get eight free burgers with your order. And again, use that code dogs when you check out to get $30 off your order. And Danger Coffee. Get 10% off at dangercoffee.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs. 10% off mold-free, toxin-free, delicious coffee. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's going on, Browns fans? Welcome into another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh All coming back to you with part three of my conversation with Barry Shuck, dogsbynature.com staff writer who was down at the Senior Bowl in Alabama, taking notes, meeting guys, watching practices, interviewing players at the game, coming away with all sorts of just very great, insightful information about the NFL draft prospects that the Browns could be interested in coming out of the Senior Bowl. If you missed the first two parts of this conversation, no worries, jump back, check them out. The first one, we went over wide receivers and tight ends. The second one was running backs and offensive linemen. And now today we're going to dive into cornerbacks and linebackers because on the defensive side of the ball, we do not need to be worrying about the safety position. We do not need to be worrying about really outside linebacker because we've got JOK, we've got Tony Fields, but that middle linebacker position is a very big area of need for the Browns. If we can get that that position locked down because when a guy like Anthony Walker, you know, was healthy and in the game, the defense was humming. He really had a big impact on that defense. And when he went out, I felt like Sione Takitaki filled in nicely, but that middle linebacker position is not necessarily his bread and butter. And we saw, you know, the the difference between a walk and anybody else trying to fill that spot. So today, again, we're going to talk about cornerbacks because like Barry says in here, you can never have enough good cornerbacks on your NFL roster because it's a position that gets hurt. It's a position where you see a lot of fluctuation sometimes in play, depending on the, you know, the talent level, the wide receivers and the quarterbacks that you're facing. So another really good cornerback could benefit the Browns, but we are going to dive too, I mean, really deep into this linebacker, middle linebacker position, and there's some very nice names, some very good prospects that Barry got to see, got to talk to, and are at a position right now, a projected position in the NFL draft where the Browns could pick them. So pay attention, stay tuned. This is going to be a ton of fun. Before we dive in, make sure you guys like this video, subscribe on YouTube, if you are and, and tap the notification bell, that way you guys don't miss any of the new stuff we're putting out. We're going to be doing draft prospect stuff and free agent profiles and things all off season. So you don't want to miss any of that. Audio listeners, we love you guys. Spot, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever you guys are listening, just we appreciate you so much. 
Thank you for following the show. Drop us a five-star comment review if you have the ability to, and that really does help out the show. And last but not least, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member, jump in the Patreon group with us, jump in the discord, tune into the bonus after hours episode that we put out every week. That podcast is a ton of fun, especially in the off season, we get into anything and everything. So it gets really wild, really loose. And we just enjoy the community at, uh, at join the dogs.com. So without anything else that I need to say, let's get in and let's talk about these cornerbacks and let's really talk about these linebackers. On defense, let's kick it off with the cornerback position because you mentioned him when we did the wide receiver discussion. The the young man out of Toledo, Quinion Mitchell, you uh you seemed yeah. pretty high on him. Yeah, as far as cornerbacks went, he was really the only one reading your notes from each day that sounded like he was making an impression and I think at one point you even said not only is he like the best defensive guy at the senior bowl he might be one of the best cornerbacks in the draft is, is that right yeah yeah absolutely and and I can tell you that the Browns will will not be able to draft him anymore he will be late first round ah, okay. um, that's how much he elevated himself um and as far as the the, the Browns go we, we love Denzel we love MJ em- Emerson Greg Newsom is a roller coaster. Uh, Cam Mitchell will have to see if he he develops. Uh, um, and if we could bring another cornerback in to to be in that room, two things you can't have enough of, and that's yeah. pass rushers and and cornerbacks, yep. elite cornerbacks. So bring him in here. Uh, Mitchell, he, he had exceptional field vision, especially in zone coverage, and he just. I, I didn't know anything about his tackling till I saw his tackling in practice. Exceptional tackle. And he doesn't hesitate. He comes up, and once he, he sees that it's a run, he comes up and sacrifices his body. Um, against receivers, he is just side-by-side side with him. I didn't see him at the time that I watched his drills. I didn't see him get fooled on any move. Wow. He was just patient with that. He just waited for them to finally break, that he broke with them, and if they broke again, he broke with them again, too. Um, his ball skills are elite, and he just exuded this natural instinct uh, to know where the ball was going to be traveling. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to, to believe something like that, but he's got great speed. He was from Toledo. You know, he's playing Akron, and he's playing Western Michigan, and so... How good can this guy be? Um, but he just lit it up. I don't know why he's, he went to Toledo. I don't know why he didn't go to a Big Ten school. Maybe maybe he was late at, at blossoming. Um, but he just lit it up. And there's now, he, he was projected to be around uh, number 58, number 59 in the second round. Now I think you can translate that and move him up a, a full round. Well, that stinks because I was pretty excited reading about him and thinking about, hey, man, maybe the Browns invest again in this cornerback position because, like you said, you can never have enough. Don't really know what's going on with Greg Newsom right now, you know, as far as his long-term future with the Browns or anything like that. So that stinks. Are there any other cornerbacks, though, from the senior bowl that stood out to you? Um, Kalen King did, but he stood out in a bad way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he. <laughs> He came in for Penn State as a 
as a uh, a middle second rounder. He's not a big guy to begin with. Um, he just got fooled. Now maybe maybe all season long in the Big Ten, you know, Big Ten's got some some good teams, and I'm sure he saw good talent, especially against Ohio State. Maybe he didn't have to go. Maybe he went against the slot guy. Maybe he went up against the se- the secondary receiver and never had the um, you know the responsibility of going against the wide receiver one. Um, but he came into the senior bowl leading the Big Ten with his ball hawking skills. But I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. All I saw him was he got beat. He got fooled and. What was happening was his receivers in one on ones was catching the ball every single time as long as it was on target. Um, he does lack some ideal length, and he's he's not a very big guy, so he's got you know frame density right there. Um, and when passes were up, there were contested passes. He never knocked any of them down. He, he I'm not saying the receiver caught him all the time, but he didn't put a hand on it. Okay, well then that's a guy we can we don't need to worry about for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and, and I'm telling you, Kalen uh, King will fall in the fourth round. Yeah, yikes! He came in rounder, and he will fall in the fourth. Well, you know, sometimes the Senior Bowl works out for you, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, next, I want to talk about linebackers. Are there any other corners before we move on, or was that pretty much it? That was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So then linebackers, we can start honestly wherever you want, but I highlighted J.D. Bertrand out of Notre Dame because yeah. you interviewed him and you seemed you seemed pretty high on him. Your quote that I pulled out of your article here that I thought stood out to me said, you just said he's going to make somebody very happy in the NFL. Yeah. So I'd like to yeah, hear about great him. Guy, great guy and extremely positive. He will tell you that he's going to light up the NFL. That uh, that is his got that, that is his attitude. Yeah, that's his attitude about it. Not a lot mm-hmm. of sacks in his his career, but the dude is nothing but a tackler. He led Notre Dame in tackling his senior and junior year. That's impressive. He is just a yeah. He's a tackling machine. He's only two thirty, two thirty five somewhere like that. He he's good at blitzing. I can tell, and um, he's got the flexibility to get around the edge but he is a three down linebacker you're not going to have to bring him in on third downs or take him off on third downs he is sideline to sideline he's a playmaker uh he's got extreme quickness off the edge and um i would say that he's he's able to recognize um when it's a running play right off and then make a decision about which gap to, to try to, sh- to shoot through but he looks the part of a of a, a middle a linebacker you know what's happening with the Browns now Anthony Walker is he going to come back um, Jacob Phillips is our other middle linebacker he's been hurt two years in a row mm-hmm. the other middle linebacker is uh, Taki 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 to me works better at the will if you put somebody at the mic and put Taki Taki with his speed and get him out as the will and then uh, put JLK into the Sam linebacker, that makes a good combination. Bertrand can go right into that middle linebacker, mm. and he looks like a middle linebacker. That's what he's we need. He's got good height. It's this thick, muscular build. 
he's got long arms and uh what on the field i just saw him he had straight line speed the only thing i saw about bertrand is sometimes he is so aggressive sometimes he would overrun plays okay well you know and honestly i feel like that sort of thing can be corrected by a good coach jim schwartz you know the guys that the browns have in there I'd rather a linebacker, defensive player, be aggressive and flying to the ball because I think settling down, getting in position to make the tackle can be taught. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. But I think the, Especially the when instincts is, of getting to the ball. So, so where where do you see Bertrand going in the draft is the question I'm a little nervous to ask you. I'm going to say he'll probably go in the third round. He oh. may go as far as the fourth, though. Really? Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I have him as a third round grade, but he did himself a lot of, a uh, lot of good at the Senior Bowl. Um, I don't know if he was able to get himself up any higher than that, um, but he definitely didn't make himself go lower than that. Um, the the linebacker for uh, the Bengals, his name is uh, Logan Wilson. He was at the Senior Bowl a couple of years ago, and I love that guy. He was everywhere. He was flying to the ball. Um, the Bengals drafted him in the third round. Um, just an ex- exceptional, exceptional linebacker. And that's, I think that's what the, the, the Browns need. They need a smothering middle linebacker that would just go after it and, and make a bunch of tackles. And Bertrand, if he's one thing, he's a tackling machine. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, you know my household runs on Omaha Steaks, and that's why I'm so excited that 50% off site-wide is back. That's right. It's Omaha Steaks President's Day sale, and right now, listeners of this show can go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, use promo code DOGS when you check out, and get eight free burgers with your order. With the price of food and meat nowadays being sky high, these are my favorite sales of the year because nothing can beat 50% off all the juicy, tender steaks, burgers, chicken, pork, seafood, etc. Plus grab a package with the caramel apple tartlets for dessert. I never order anything from Omaha Steaks without getting those caramel apple tartlets. Take advantage of this sale right now before it's over. That's 50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs and get eight free burgers with your order. Hey, Ohio, if you haven't downloaded the BetMGM app yet, you'll definitely want to take advantage of this limited time offer. New users who sign up through our link must deposit $10 and place a first wager of $5 on any live bet. Once your bet is placed, you will instantly receive $150 in bonus bets. You will get three bonus bet tokens of $50, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your bonuses. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, which you can find in the description below or scan the QR code on your screen to start signing up. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. That's one thing we've talked a lot about on this podcast over the years with Andrew Barry in this front office is just... And I think it's more of a league-wide thing. I'm not saying this is specific to the Browns by any stretch because I think the majority of teams just put a lower value on that linebacker position, sort of like running back, I guess. They kind of treat it the same way on defense as they would that position on offense. And, you know, the Browns kind of went and invested a little more than you would normally see when they went and got JOK. 
with a second round pick. And now are they going to extend him? We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is the type of player that the Browns we've been talking about. They've been missing. And the thing is, I feel like Anthony Walker is a good middle linebacker when he's out there, but that's right. just been the situation with him. He's just never on the field. And we need to get a young guy in there that can fill that role and something we don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah. Well, the reason behind that is analytics. Analytics say pay the quarterback, pay your starting running back, pay a cornerback, pay both edge rushers if you got elite edge rushers, um, pay one great receiver, and then don't pay anybody. If you notice, all these defensive tackles and all these linebackers, they're making three million, two point five, mm-hmm. maybe four point five, and then Denzel Ward's making eighteen. And if you notice, they don't pay the safeties. Uh, none of our safeties are getting paid double-digit numbers. They're making seven million, four million, and same thing with uh, the offense. They'll pay both the tackles, but they won't pay the guards. Um, the only way they pay in Teller and, and Betonia goes because they, they started making Pro Bowls, mm-hmm. um, even the center. So analytics say pay, pay these guys bank and then pay these guys nothing. And then once they start, it's like J.C. Trevor. They were fine with him until his last year came up and he was going to make $10 million. And analytics say, you don't pay your center $10 million. You can pay him three point five. Well, Trevor wasn't going to take that money. So what did they? What the team did? They released him. They got rid of the $10 million problem. We'll get somebody else in that'll, t- that'll play for $3 million, that'll play for $4 million. But analytics say, don't pay these guys and pay all these guys bank. And that's what they go by. So when you look at linebackers, um, you know, if, back in the day, if they brought in uh, Dit Butkus or, or Ray Lewis, they wouldn't pay them squat. They just wouldn't. Because, you know, Luke Keekley, they just wouldn't pay them because analytics say, well, middle linebacker, 3.5, maybe 4 million, and that's all we're paying you. Mm-hmm. And so... You look at the the Ravens where they got their uh, they made their trade for Roquan Smith. Oh my gosh, what do you, what do you have? Almost 160 tackles for the year. Um, the guy's just everywhere making a tackle. Yep. Well, why didn't we trade with the Bears to get him? Because the guy's making 12 million a year. And analytics say you don't pay your man, your middle linebacker 12 million. You pay him four. You play this outside guy four. You pay his other guy. 2.5. Right. They never had anybody. Um, you know, the, I remember when Joe was our middle linebacker, his contract came up and they said, well, you know, you want a, a good second contract. Uh, sorry, you, we're going to let you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that that's why it would make sense to draft a guy like Bertrand that can fill that role. We get him on a cheap rookie deal for four years. Problem solved. So hopefully that's something the Browns are looking into. So were there any other linebackers then at the Senior Bowl that you thought were potential fits for the Browns or that stood out to you, or was was Bertrand pretty much the guy? Cedric Gray for North Carolina. Uh, if you notice, I can remember back in the 80s when the Giants and the Bears and had all these, uh, the 49ers and Cowboys had these great teams. All their linebackers were 6'4", 
254 pounds, and they all made plays. Now, the linebackers are 6'1", Gray is 6'1", he's 232. Uh, you know, JOK is not a big guy. What mm-hmm. is he, 220? Yeah. Um, but they're speed guys. They can get to the ball. We've got Tony Fields on, uh, which I'm surprised Tony Fields isn't in playing more snaps because um, that guy will go after it, and he's a good tackler. And if they don't sign a lot of these guys, there's five linebackers on the free agent list. Did you know that? Yes, I actually just did a whole show on the linebacker position. So we didn't have a whole lot of people yep. to talk about as far as who's actually under contract. Right. And and so, you know, Tony Fields may, may step into that weak side linebacker if they don't sign all these guys. I fully expect Jacob Phillips to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Matthew Adams, which is special teams at Ace. I don't think they got value out of him. Uh, I, I would like to see them keep talky-talky. But yep. as far as Anthony uh, Walker, I don't know. Flip a coin. Is he going to be here? Is he going to go? I'm on the, um, I'm on the side of not going to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but getting back to um, Cedric Gray, let's see what grade I have on him. A third round gray, uh, grade. See, that's that's perfect. Uh, Phillips uh, came to the Browns in a third round. And I think if Phillips hadn't been hurt all this time and repetitively, I think he would be starting by now. I do too. But great, Gray's got elite uh, athletic skills. Um, are you familiar with Bruce Feldman's freaks list? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, every year, Bruce Feldman, he makes his list of freaks that are in all walks of life and especially in athletes. And it's just, they can do things that nobody else can do. And, uh, he's got gray on this freaks list. <laughs> um, he vertical jaw 36 and a half inches. Wow. Think about that. Wow. Floor, straight up three feet. Huh. Yeah. He brought, he brought, broad jump 10 feet. Um, and, uh, at the senior bowl, Gray was the highest speed runner among all linebackers. What they do is they, they don't time people in the 40, they time people by miles per hour. I like that better. And he, yeah, he, he graded out at 20.98 miles per hour. And wow. uh, he actually, he act, Gray actually plays bigger than his listed size. Uh, he's got this functional strength, and uh, it looks like he's just got a motor that's just nonstop. Okay. So what kind of draft grade round do you think we've got for him? Uh, fourth. Fourth, okay. Uh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me, fourth or early fifth. And and that's really what the Browns want to do. The Browns are not going to take a first-round pick, a may, uh, maybe a second-round pick. They got JOK in the second round, but they're not going to take a first-round pick on the linebacker. But they love taking it on round three. I think Taki Taki was in round four. Uh, Phillips was in round three. Um, those are the kind, because... That is what analytics say to pay these guys is pay them fourth round money, put them on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Fields was taken in the fifth round, and um, you know, and then you take people like Anthony Walker. He was a free agent signing this year. He didn't make four point five. He made three million, but last year he made he got a raise and got four point five million. 
Uh, the first year they they signed him, it was for three million. But um, you know, you got to have a guy that's going to be on the edge every every down and and be expected to consist consistently create pressure, and that's what um, a weak side linebacker needs to do. Yep. Are there outside of those two guys? Then any other linebackers to talk about? Yeah, I talked I talked to another linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, I wasn't as high on him. His name was uh, um, Maurice Lathul. Um, he is uh, an Islander from Hawaii. He had a he had a cool story though. Um, he said that he lived on one island, and his parents were able to pay for him to go to a private school on another island. And his dad worked for uh, an airlines. He didn't say which airlines. And so what he would do is he would get on the public bus, go to the airport get on a plane, fly to this other island, go to school, go to practice afterwards. He played basketball and baseball also. Then he would take the public bus uh, again and get on the airplane and fly back. <laughs> this was every day. Every day. Wow. That's, yeah, that's a little different lifestyle than I would assume most people. Yeah. And, and um, so LaFeu, uh, he's in a very intelligent, very well-spoken. Um, he had very good coverage skills with linebackers, uh, excuse me, with tight ends. And a lot of linebackers have problems with that. They know to look for a tight end coming, but um, most tight ends don't have really crisp routes. They do what's called rounded routes. and But he was able to decide to go and take on a, a tight end right off um, and he would blitz, uh, not a problem. Now, th- there are some concerns. He he doesn't look like he can recognize the run quick uh, quickly enough, and he's not a great tackler. He, he's an okay tackler, but if he gets in with a you know close to the line, his tackling skills for whatever reason are better. If you get in the open field and you got any kind of moves at all, you can fool this guy. Hmm. Another thing I, I noted was that. Um, once a receiver or a rudder got out in space and you're having to, to hit an angle, his pursuit angles were not that great. He would get caught up in traffic instead of seeing where the pursuit angles needed to be or eventually would be, he would get just caught up in traffic. And of course, then he, he wouldn't make any place at all. Uh, I think he's an experienced linebacker. He played three years as a starter at Notre Dame. Um, he does play the, the middle linebacker. I think he's going to be more suited with his speed to play on the outside. Uh, and he's got a quick first step downhill in the run, um, but he's got to improve on his tackling. And I, I tell you what, if I was if I was the person making decision, I would look at anything that said something about not being a good tackler, and I would just <laughs> – Take a sharpie and just mark them off my list. <laughs> yeah, and I think most Browns fans would definitely agree with you. And if, and if I was drafting for the Browns and and drafting fifty four, I would love to get Jeremiah Trotter out of out of Clemson. I go to a Clemson game every year. I go to a Clemson home game every year. I got a buddy of mine that's got season tickets. I fly up. Um, we go to a home game. Jeremiah Trotter is just an exceptional linebacker. Um, I think if they could draft him and go maybe defensive tackle in the second round um, and then proceed with whatever their needs are, that would improve the defense because 
you know, the defense, without the defense being so highly ranked in so many categories this year, it wasn't just, you know, total yards gain. It was in so many categories. This Primehouse team would not have won 11 games. Mm -mm. And so if you keep that defense going, then that's going to um, ban the fire right there and just bring in some youth. And especially it depends on what they do with their free agent list. They got a lot of guys that they're either going to sign or, or let go. So you got to bring other guys in. Yeah. But um, do you agree that the defense needs to be keep, keeping going? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., did you say, was he at the senior board or this is just a draft prospect in general that you want the Browns to bring in? Oh, no, this is golf topic. Okay. That's yeah, I'd of, love to see him. So, I mean, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. Six, about six foot two thirty, twenty one years old. So a young guy, like you said. Now, what which linebacker position does he fill? Is he that middle linebacker? Middle, middle. Okay, yeah, yeah so, that that'd be an excellent, excellent choice. And see, they'd have it for four years. You know, his dad was an NFL player, mm-hmm. um, and it's just the gene pool just just came down to him. There's actually quite a few juniors coming in this this season. You know, from former NFL players that were pretty darn good in their time. So it's this is a pretty exciting draft class. So thanks again to Barry Shuck for coming in here and telling us all about the cornerbacks and linebackers from the Senior Bowl. You know, guys that the Browns could realistically be looking into. Unfortunately, the the guy that I, I feel like Barry was the most impressed with at the Senior Bowl, Quinion Mitchell, is not most likely going to be available for the Browns when they pick in the second round. Because, as Barry said, he might have just thrust himself into the first round with his performance in Alabama. And, you know, these are the kinds of names that, and this this is what's so great about the Senior Bowl. You've got a guy like Mitchell who comes in with a, I I forget what Barry said exactly, maybe like a second or third round grade. Comes in, shows out against the top receivers at the Senior Bowl, and shows that he is on an elite level as far as NFL prospects are concerned. And all of a sudden now he's projected to be a first round pick. So good for Mitchell, bad for the Browns, because I don't think we're going to be able to get him, but he's still a name to pay attention to. And then at the linebacker position, I, I was so excited by JD Bertrand and Cedric Gray and uh, Jeremiah Trotter, even the other kid from Notre Dame, uh, LaFowle or however you say his last name, I'm, I'm still not sure. These are all linebacker prospects, like Barry said, that the Browns between the the third and fifth rounds could acquire. They could be able to draft these guys. And, you know, if they get a guy like Bertrand, he can step in and be the starting middle linebacker essentially from day one as far as Barry's concerned, which that's big. That's the kind of thing the Browns need because they're not going to invest a lot of money at that position. And as far as free agency goes, you know, a good middle linebacker is not just going to be sitting out there ready to to come play for a cheap deal for, you know, unless they're, they're contributing factors that put them at a cheap deal. So if you can get a guy in the NFL draft, you know, in those mid rounds who can step in and play at a high level from essentially day one, win, win, win. And these are some serious names to keep in mind. So Appreciate you guys tuning into the episode. Again, go back, watch the wide receivers, tight ends, watch the running backs, O-line. We've got so many prospects that we covered, and it's just so much fun learning about all these players and thinking about what they could bring to the Cleveland Browns if they were to become a Cleveland Brown in April.
So with all that being said, again, subscribe to the channel, like the video, tap the notification bell. I know I tell you guys to do a lot of things, but those are pretty simple steps to take. We appreciate everybody. Love you guys. And until we come back with the final part of this conversation with Barry Shuck, we're talking about the defensive line. We're talking about tackles and edge rushers. It's a good conversation. Make sure you guys don't miss that one. We will be back. And until we do, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.